Realms of Peril and Glory will begin after these short messages. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is now what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. We'd like to thank our patrons, Now Then Natalie, Undalark, and Noah for their support in making this series possible. If you'd like to join them and get ad-free listening, bonus shows, and even more, then head on over to patreon.com slash lightandtragic. Welcome one and welcome all to Realms of Peril and Glory. Thank you so much for being with us today. My name is Zachary Fortescom and I will be the game master of today's session. Uh, joining me is James Barbarossa. Well, bless my jug dog priest if it ain't James Barbarossa playing everyone. <laughs> and of course, here with us is Laura Gerling. Bless my priest dog jug. It's me, Laura Gerling. Um, I will be playing level three high elf bard meredith Wimber. maddie searle bless my picture cat <gasps> bishop i am playing isadora ravenwood the half dark elf necromancer <sighs> elizabeth campbell <laughs> hello sometimes i am also let in on the joke <laughs> i'm playing song girl shack <laughs> <laughs> and and Pip Gladwin. Bless my jug, dog priest. It's the one, the OG Pip Gladwin. Uh, <laughs> I'll be playing Tor Brandon, third level dwarf paladin, and uh, community support watch officer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how we've come from episode oh, one. How the mighty have fallen. <laughs> how far we've come. Today we're playing Sorry. 13th Age, a D20 fantasy TTRPG designed by Rob Heinsu and Jonathan Tweet. If you want to check out the game system for yourself, you can find a link in the game description on the Pelgrain Press website. So last we left off, you interviewed Tavin Seguin agent of the elvish secret service known as the Facegrith. He told you that Moira Langford was controlled opposition for the elven dominion, but that Rose the Swift, Blade of Valorous, had tainted her and turned her to a horrible cause. We found out that Tor Brennan had some dormant mind control on him, which was removed by Meredith and Isadora in a very strange moment. And now we journey where? Are you guys ready to go? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think yes. I'm ready. I could do it. I could play a game. All this enthusiasm from the intros and it's now- Let's go! There we go. <laughs>
You all step outside of Justice Hall, and please tell me, where are you headed? I think we should go to Langford Manor, um, because that is... That seems like the most pressing thing Langford right Manor now. it is. Uh, and we know she's out. Absolutely. Yeah. I mostly just want to dip in her pool, to be honest. So you march over uh, through Old Harbour and you find yourself at the gated entrance of Langford Manor. Um, any bright ideas to Brennan about um, maybe a subtle entrance? How was I uh, getting in here before? You probably had a key, but I would presume you left that behind. Yeah, I probably did. I'm that <laughs> responsible. Sure he's not. Too damn yeah. honorable. Um, yeah, maybe we could find... Is there like a is there like a back window or something that... You would know, Tor Brennan, that uh, while the grounds mostly are surrounded by walls, there is a part of the um, house that literally... Uh, comes up on the water from uh, the sea. Uh, and you could theoretically walk along to a back window to get into the kitchen or something like that. Well, uh, through the front or around the back? I worry if we go... Th- operating on the assumption <clears throat> that um, somebody in this manner uh, is able to access people's minds, I think it might be prudent at this point to try and avoid the members of staff and such um, as much as possible. Shall I disguise myself as one of the blades? I believe your disguised self is really ineffective as a specific person. It is. It doesn't... It's Mm -hmm. using it to impersonate a specific creature makes it less effective as a disguise. GM, consider a minus two to minus five penalty depending on the degree of difficulty. It would... Be a minus five because you've never met. I mean, Bob. what about Moira Langford? You have not met Moira no, Langford, but, I've but seen you've seen her. Moira Langford. Uh, you could certainly try. I'd give you a minus three. It's I don't like know. The... Should we try being sneaky oh. first and then see what happens? Yep. Sure. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, should I use knock to open up the front gate so we can actually sort of? I mean, shall we just walk in? Should we just open up? Should we just knock and walk in? I mean, we could. Uh, I'm not the stealthiest. If we're all going in, then um, might actually be better to yeah. take a more forthright approach. But um, say that we're checking on security and stuff because it's election day and trying to make sure everything's secure and safe for everyone. Yeah, because presumably, like Tor Brennan, you would have been seen around Langford yes. Manor before and like some of the staff and. If there's any blades here, they'd know you. Songroff, am I right in thinking you've never actually been in Langford Manor? You just no, waited outside bu- for No, the butler me. wouldn't let me in last oh, time. Rude. rude. Yes, yeah, so you knocked on the door and then someone told you to go away. Is that yeah. right? It's mm. like they didn't want people inside. I mean, I, I have shared my opinion about which way to approach we should take. All right. Well, I think, I th- I think it's this. We are not a convincing uh, group. We are uh, one police officer... Uh, me, with a considerable history of this house, which may well have been shared with the staff and potentially other mind-controlled Blades of Valorous within the building, uh, Meredith, yourself, and the city's only necromancer. Um, So I think walking in blasé attitude, probably not going to work. So shall we at least try and, you know, kick a window in the back and climb into the kitchen? Yes, that that makes sense. Uh, You move and maneuver around the back of Langford Manor 
and you find yourself at the window into the kitchen. Uh, would you like to look in? Yes. Yeah. Everyone roll me a perception check. Okay. I'm gonna Natty one. 21 from me. Actually, can I add Nothing a background? Gonna... Yes, but uh, you, you'll get okay, it. Cool. If I add a background, it's 25. Great. 18. Stice is officially cursed. And uh, I'm going to put it in a bag of rocks. Oh, no. In the sea. <laughs> What'd you roll? Uh, I just rolled a three. It just hasn't rolled above, like, I think, an, a seven uh, all day. Uh, Torbrennan, you try to get a leg up on Zongraf so you can look through. And in doing so, you knock Zongraf over, who falls over, and you both fall to the ground. Uh, Ow! But Meredith and Isadora, you were able to look in and you see a halfling. Uh, making a cup of tea dressed in a similar armor to what Tor Brennan used to wear. I'm going to pass that information on to Tor Brennan because it feels like something he'd be able to do something with rather than me. That'll be Aaron. There is a door, I should say, uh, here, and you could open and walk into. Just out of curiosity, that um, unmind control spell we did on Tor Brennan, um, where he had to sit still for 10 minutes. Um, did he also need to be, like, aware of what was going, like, be compliant with that? If they were fully conscious and aware, you wouldn't be able to cast, um, you wouldn't be able to cast this on them without them noticing, unless you okay. rolled, like, a nat 20 on a stealth check. Cool. Just, just checking the... And I mean, like, works. both of you on okay. a nat 20. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna try and speak to Aaron. Um, I'll do what I can. I won't mention anything about... Mind control no. mm. Should we hang back out here for now? Or I just knock him out. I knock him out, tie him up. I am worried that yeah. if Tavin knew we were having visions, they might I don't I don't know how this mind control works. I don't know if it's passive, I don't know if it's active, I don't know if he sees us they'll be alerted. I don't know. Or we just wait for them to move on and that's definitely an option. I do also have my nightcap mushrooms, which um, can render someone unconscious. So if you want to just be like, hey, have a cup of tea, stick some mushrooms yeah, in. Yeah, should we tea. try and like sneakily sneak a mushroom in? Sure. Um, what, just chuck it through the window and hope it... Do you want to roll me another perception check to see if you can see anything now? Maybe with help from Zongraf. Yeah, I'll help. Sure. Mm -hmm. King Hell. Uh, uh, 19. Oh. Don't say fucking hell when it ends up a 19. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm allowed to when a dice has only just broken double figures <laughs> and only by one. Like, it's it's astounding. Now that Zongroff knows that you're going to get a leg up on her, um, <laughs> you are able to see. You see that the tea that Aaron is making is Elias's tea. Gotcha. So Elias is home as well. He um, doesn't I... get out much these days. All right. Um, wish me luck, and I'll try and open the door. Uh, the door is unlocked, and you open it and cool. lock it. Yeah, in. I gesture for the rest of us to hide. Just step yeah. in. Like, duck down out of the way. And Aaron is there, making a cup of tea. A little... Oh, Brent. Hi. I can't believe you think you should be showing your face around here after what happened. Uh, I just thought I'd... I knew you would be here, um, alone today, so I, I thought I'd... Duck in and apologize. Do you know what you leaving did to Elias? He barely opens his eyes now. He's, he might as well be gone. I think it's just the tea keeping him going. What's, um, what's in the tea? It's just tea. It's just something warm. It's just something to remind him 
that we care about him, that he that he can remember from from the past. It's just something to keep him grounded. He 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 was barely keeping it together before this, and then you you leave. He he loved you more than any of I know. us. You've betrayed him. Did he get my note? Yeah, he got your note. Good. That's why he is how he is now. You broke his heart. You're all he had. Perhaps I should speak to him. He can't. He's not conscious. He He's barely awake. Taking tea to an unconscious man? He can sip it, but he doesn't respond. If I'm the center of all his worries, perhaps, um, perhaps seeing me might perk him up a little bit. Or perhaps I should tell Rose and Croc you're here. Uh, well, are they in? No, they're out on business. And I, I would be with them if you'd stayed here to guard the place. How are you feeling after the other night? I'm not feeling great, Torbrennan. Elias Any is, more gaps in the old memory? I, I have been dealing with a lot of stress these days. I don't know if you've noticed. Mm. Our leader is down for the count. And now Rose and Crook are doing their two blades on a four-blade job. I'll go up and see him. And uh, you won't have to see me again. Torbrennan, we have enough on the fact that you think you can come in here and start questioning me about my mental health. How's your mental health? You left. Um... Actually, never been better. I uh, don't feel a, a, a weight um, has been lifted, or almost a oh. one I wasn't aware of. Oh, well, I'm glad a weight's um, been taken off your shoulders, Torbrennan. I'm really glad that I, you aren't feeling the yoke of the responsibility of the Blades anymore. I'm glad you're feeling I better. Do wish... If you want to go and see Elias, I'm taking him his tea. We may as well go together. You are led down the hallway you've walked a thousand times to the room of Elias the Fourth Right. As Erin turns around, Isadora just peeks up her head up at the window and just does a middle finger through the window at Erin and then slides back down uh, again. As you, as they leave, do you guys want to hop in? Yeah. Could everyone roll me a quick uh, stealth check? Dexterity background level. The DC is going to be very That's small. DC 10. Not 19. 22. That's, did you say with a background? 22 yes. with a background added. 25. Yep. You guys oh, definitely guys. just. <laughs> see, see, this was, this, this was the, this was yes. the right. Like you shouldn't split the party, but you should when one of them wears plate armor. <laughs> yeah. 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 If you're stealthing in, the person in plate armor is a distraction. <laughs> this is, this is absolutely, this was, this was a good plan that I definitely <laughs> made up. <with> um, <laughs> you sneak in and definitely close the door behind you. Um, Tor Brennan, you are just outside of Elias's room with Aaron. Oh man, I wish I had any idea what I was going to do. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> yes. Um, shall we? Yeah, go ahead. If you think you can make this right, I want what's best for Elias. I don't know if we can trust you. you anymore. I don't know if you're going to carry the weight that needs to be carried in this team, but if you can help Elias, then that is something. Well, thank you for letting me try. Um... Right, and I open the door and walk in. You walk in and you see sat in his chair, looking so much more beleaguered than before, clutching onto the letter that you gave him last night, is Elias the Forthright. He holds in another hand an empty mug. He doesn't acknowledge you as you come in. Um, I will walk over to him and sort of... I probably don't need to crouch down if he sat in a chair, to be honest, given my height. Um, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take a, a, one of my mailed gloves off um, and, and reach up and kind of 
touch his face and sort of try and try and get his attention. Mm. All you get is a few grunts. You think maybe he knows you're there. Maybe. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I think for the first real time, I'm going to try and ascertain, because I think Torbjörn has for the longest time now just really passed this off as just deep, deep grief. Yeah. I think that for the first time, I'm going to try and ascertain if this guy is sick, poisoned. How do you want to do that? Whatever it might be. Um, I mean, do paladins I guess have detect have poison be, in this game? They don't. I <laughs> don't. They don't have a lot, hmm. unfortunately. Um, and there's not really a a medical thing. Um, it would be intelligence to kind of do a check over to see if you understand. Um, yeah. Honestly, yeah, I'm gonna honestly, Aaron might be better suited to do this. They are a cleric. Yeah, I I know, but I don't. Meta game terms, Isadora's planning to check the the origin of the tea in the kitchen before they move on. Good. Yeah, mm. I was uh, hoping we'll come back. Zongroth might be able we'll to look back at it with that. her magnifying okay. glass as well. Uh, what do you want to do, Tor Brennan? I know Aaron would probably be better at it, but uh, you know, Aaron is also potentially. All right, this isn't just grief, Aaron's. He is sick. Yes, sick with grief. N no, this... You must be able to sit, look at him. Well, he's certainly not what he was. Aaron, we all grieved. We all grieved. This this goes beyond that, and I think you know the it. The weight of the responsibility. The weight of the responsibility, yes. We all bore the weight of the responsibility. We are his blades. Yes. You must be able to see. This is... Do you remember? Sick with what? Him? I, yes, of course. Do you not think he has lost people before, Aaron? This, this man, this man, Elias the Forthright, you believe this man has never lost people before? I believe this man has never suffered losses in battle as a leader. This isn't just grief. This is something else. Who are you to tell me his mind? I don't know his mind. You don't know his mind. I don't know why this hit him harder. But clearly it did. What is your alternative? Sick with what? As Aaron is saying this, Aaron goes to replace uh, the mug of tea, the empty one, with the full. Elias, no, I, have, I have just put my hand... I'm just, as, as, as Aaron's kind of reaching across, I'm just going to put my hand, not, you know, not fast or, or aggressively, I'm just going to put my hand on Aaron's wrist and sort of stay the, the hand with the tea. You don't want him to have his tea now? The man can't drink no. his tea? No. Not until we have ascertained as to whether or not it is poisoning I him. I made this tea myself. It's not poisoning him. I'll drink it now. Will that prove this to you? No, I would really rather you didn't. I would rather you were not poisoned either, You Aaron. know what? Fine, fine. If you won't believe my word, I'll drink it myself. Aaron drinks the tea. Aaron falls to the floor. Aaron starts to convulse. Sweet. Holy moly. Tor Brennan, what do you do? Uh, woof, all right. Um. Uh, so they are effectively like fitting. They the are foaming at the mouth. They are incredible. Okay, uh, recovery position. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and I guess I'll try. I'll try lay on hands. Like I don't, you know, I don't have cure 
poison or anything, but I'll, you I'll try it. lay on hands and you feel this aura that you know not where it comes from, but you know it is goodness. It flows through Aaron and Aaron stops convulsing for a moment. They do not awaken. They are unconscious. Okay. I'll turn, turn back to, to uh, uh, Elias and uh, yeah, I'd do the same thing. Uh, yeah, I walk back over to him. I put both hands either side of his face and I'll, yeah, use my last one. You feel that light, that goodness come over you again. Elias looks gaunt. Um, he looks like he is wasting away. You flow your energy into him and he starts to look a little bit better. And he opens his eyes. He is still unwell. He has been drinking this tea for months. So, so Brennan, I, I thought you left. Well, I did, sir. Um, but then I came back. Um, how are you feeling? Uh, I don't know what it is, but I, I just can't seem to get up anymore. I just can't find it in me. Are you are, are you gonna are you gonna stay? Are you are you gonna stay? It's better to get you out. Um, out, out to where? Somewhere that is not here. I think unwittingly, sir, you have um you have been uh, been uh, poisoned um under our noses for quite some time. Um, poisoned. Well, yes, sir. Do you? You know, I thought I was feeling particularly shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, Isadora, quick question for you. Uh, would you like to swipe one of the tea bags? Yes, please. Okay, you may pocket that. Uh, do the others hear anything from the other room, Tor Brennan? Um, I think the conversation's generally quite, like, muffled. I think the thing that they would potentially have had a chance to hear would be the sound of Eren hitting the floor. And then some, you know, while they were convulsing, maybe some some sound after that. So I guess that, that would be the... And I, and I suppose actually me, like, talking quite loudly about Elias and, and that kind of thing. Okay. Um, but I don't think they'd be able to hear me talking to him right now because we're close okay. together and, and talking quite quietly. Well, yeah. All right. Oh, maybe I've, maybe I've had something funny. Uh, it's okay. Aaron will be along in a minute with my tea, and I could be back on my feet, and I can help you out. Um, it, I believe it is the tea, sir. Um, Aaron drank some to prove to me it wasn't poisoned, and uh, and I just gesture to the floor. Uh, so, Brennan, I, I don't think I don't think I have the strength for this. No. Um, right. Executive decisions. If. If it's just you, and you can only carry one of us, just take Aaron. I'm, I'm, I'm all blood, mate. Uh, Aaron is strong and has only taken a single dose of this. I, I, I they will be fine. Um, one, just a second, and I sort of move over to Aaron. I pick mm -hmm. them up. I put them really carefully in Elias's mm -hmm. bed. Um, like wipe wipe their mouth and and make sure that they're sort of comfortable. Yes. Keep them, turn them into the recovery mm -hmm. position. Just, just in case. Yeah. 
I am sorry, my friend. I, uh, I'm going to set all of this right, I, I promise. Uh, and I turn back to Elias. Uh, right, sir. Um, ready for a, a brisk walk? I think out via the kitchen, don't you? And I head to his chair. I put one arm underneath him and another arm underneath his knees and I pick him up. Um, which is comical given how small I am and that he is a fully grown man. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, but I think I've got the strength to back it up. Yeah, of um, course. Uh, I'm going? Gonna, I, my attention is just to carry him out of this house. Okay. I, I, don't have, I don't know if I've got long left. I don't know why. What are you going to take me? I will take you to people who will be able to work out exactly what it is that's wrong with you. Uh, there's hospitals, there's wizards, there's priests, there's, there's, there's all kinds of things in this city, sir. You, 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 Would you like, nothing you to worry can about. get be... other members of the party to carry Aaron if you want to take both of them. That's true. Um, I just didn't want to. Of course. Yeah, I, I guess if I, if, I, if I cross paths with them on the outside. Uh... Yes. Well, I, what I'll say, you are, as you're having this conversation, walking through and do end up in the kitchen where the rest of the party are. Uh, uh, Meredith, Songroff, uh, Isadora. Um, uh, may I present Elias the Fourth Right, um, leader of the Blades of Valorous. Um, to meet Elias. Lovely to meet you, um, sir. I, I immediately go Russian help Torbren and carry him. Okay. Um, Thank you. Um, he is sick and we are getting him out of here. Um, right. Um, I, I look at Torbrennan and do the same, that gentle eyebrow raise and the kind of subtle point to the head that he did when he was asking if he was mind controlled. I shrug. All right. Well, that's, yeah, we should, we should get him out of here. Um, where's, um, the... Uh, Zongroff, you, um, you, 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 you take him, I'll be, uh, yeah, right back. Um, I'll barrel back up the stairs. Um... I guess we haven't investigated. No, the but we found people in distress, so you know. I think this uh, is valid. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I'll 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 go back and grab Aaron. Okay. Uh, you scoop Aaron up. Aaron is starting to gain confidence. Oh, if, if I cross paths with any uh, like staff at any point, you have seen no one. Okay, cool, neat. Um, that's normal stuff. Yeah, yeah. normal stuff. Yeah, most yeah. mansions legit normal one require multiple staff stuff. to run. It's normal they all have the same day on. That's, that's... <laughs> we're all off voting. Uh, so. uh, I'll bring I'll bring Aaron down. Uh, Songroff, is there any way you could get on your little talkie stone and um, perhaps call an ambulance of some description to yes take our two friends here yeah. to somewhere safe and uh, you know. Keep them yes. there until we get um, back. Logistically, um, would it be possible to like move them just off the Langford property before we call the ambulance, or is that an ask? You may go round to the front of the house, There's, out front of the property. I've I've had a little bit of a walk around. I, I by no means have scoured the entire mansion. I mainly just went up from through the kitchens, the main hall, and then upstairs to um, Elias's room. Um, there's nobody here. I would have at least have seen a butler, or you know. One of the attendants at the door. Um, so make of that what you will. Uh, but yes, uh, we need to get them right. out of here. Yes, uh, no, first things first. Now. Yeah, I, I take yeah. out my speaking stone and I call for an ambulance, a fantasy ambulance. Please. Would it be cheeky what? to do a reverse mind control on Aaron while they're passed out? I was thinking <laughs> that, yeah. yeah. Would you like to I, do that while the ambulance is arriving? Yeah. 
Yeah. I take out my my phone and then also carefully take out my magnifying glass at the same time. Uh, Okay, first of all, roll me that check at advantage to see if they have uh, any mind control on them. Uh, Over 20-something. Yeah, you see that more powerful than Tor Brennan's. Right. On both of Uh, them? Not on Elias. Okay. But you Didn't see so. another magical effect, not the same as the mind control on Elias. Sure. You, with a over 20, get the impression that this is some kind of protection aura. Elias is a long time adventurer. He has come into contact with many, many um, magical yeah. beings, encounters, he has encountered things that some of you can't even imagine. This guy beats up vampires on the yeah. reg, yo. Oh, yeah. You think he was not able to be mind controlled. Yeah. And that is why there's He's been weekend. Too mm. badass. Yeah. Too badass for mind control, taken down by a cuppa. <laughs> Too badass for mind control. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I think, yeah. I take out the little magnifying glass on the on the phone to the ambulance, giving them the details. What? And kind of nod at Meredith and Isadora. And kind of gesture at Aaron. <laughs> um, can we can we can can we like get some some of those like artisan people to like make to uh, to make Zongroff like the first ever like flip talking stone <laughs> by incorporating the the, the magnifying glass like hold it and you like flip it open Amazing. and then you've got your phone and you can also look <laughs> through the mag- uh, dispatch. What's your emergency? Um, uh, hi, I'm uh, this is uh, Sergeant Zongroff Graljak. Um, I've got. Uh, two civilians who appear to be injured um, just outside the Langford Manor. Could we please send an ambulance? Straight away. We'll be there. In those 10 minutes as you're around the front, uh, could Meredith and Isadora please roll me that mind, anti-mind yeah, control spell? Boy. Uh, the DC is 15. That's 21 from me. It's a 9 from me. There is a remedy in this spell for if you fail at least one of the checks. One failed check will allow for a DC 10 charisma save, or sorry, yeah, charisma check, not a save, against mind control. Aaron has a plus three to charisma. If Aaron rolls a seven or higher, Aaron will be freed from this mind control. Aaron rolled a three. Uh. And you feel quite harder, Aaron. You feel the spell set in harder on their unconscious mind. That's what you get for being a dictator, Brennan. <laughs> the emergency carriage arrives outside of Langford Manor, and out of the front door of the carriage comes a buff-looking orc, Zongroff. You immediately recognize this orc. This is Richtuk Gralshak. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Excellent. Oh, hey. <laughs> All right. Oh, Zon, what are you doing here? Uh, I've got some people who need help. Um, yeah, I better get on this, huh? Yeah, yes, please. Um, All right, what are we looking at here? Damn, Zongrav, who's this? In case this is helpful, <laughs> I think this is what has been poisoning them. I, I take out the tea bag and I offer it to the, the orc and say, I think in case you need to make an antidote or something, I think this is what has been making them sick. Oh, yeah, no, this definitely looks like food poisoning if I'm taking a look at it. 
Um, <laughs> Looks at a comatose man. It's like, this is definitely food poisoning. This is something intense. This is something intense that's been ingested. Uh, look, we're going to have to pump them full of a lot of chemicals and magic so we can figure this out. Leave them with us. I'm sure we'll work it out. They're in safe hands. Don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I trust you. I mean, let um, me know what happens. Yeah, of course. Uh, I'll yeah. keep you informed. Uh, yeah. Sir, I think um, uh, the... And I indicate the uh, halfling mm. um, might need restraining. Really? Um, have they been showing signs of extreme dissent or something? Uh, we're just not entirely certain uh, of their involvement in the uh, potential poisoning of this man here. And uh, I think it would be for their safety and for yours right. um, that they be they be restrained. That's understood. We'll get them strapped down. Thank you for helping us, Sir Dwarf. Thank you. Also, you are magnificent. <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> cheers. This but this isn't about me. <laughs> this is about taking care of these patients. Yeah. This is my deputy, Torbrennan. Yep. Nice to meet you, sir. No five. <laughs> Uh, yeah, High I... five to you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I jump. <laughs> Excellent stuff. Rick took, along with his partner, who is a um, bird folk, load. Also buff? <laughs> big, big buff Excellent. bird. Also big buff bird. Lovely. Uh, Lovely. Bird. Hottest bird folk you've ever seen. Uh, is, it, is it an owl? Uh, no. Big owl? No, it's big an eagle. Owl? It's an eagle, like buff Golden eagle. Like, like the Muppets eagle. Why are these EMTs so hot? <laughs> these guys look like they should have a spin-off show, like solving crimes while somehow also being uh, first responders. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Meredith nearly faints just from like... <laughs> they load both Elias and... Oh Aaron into Ooh. the back of the ambulance and there's a final moment before they speed away yeah. uh, if you guys want to do anything. Don't worry. We'll get them out of here. We'll make sure they're all good. Owen oh, Zongroth. Yes, mom wants call me mom. to call. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Thank you. <laughs> she wants to know if you're coming at dinner. Yeah, I know. Bye. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's lift sometime. <laughs> Keep it real. <laughs> the family is so cool. And the ambulance cart pulls away, carrying Rick Took, Elias, and of course Aaron. Not to mention the buff what was, eagle. What was the buff eagle's name? <laughs> Not forget the buffy. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's the buff eagle's phone Peck? number? <laughs> his <laughs> name's yeah. Peck. I like, Classic. It. I like, in, it. like yeah. Yeah. I like yeah, that. His name's Peck. It's a pun on two <laughs> levels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. 
And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, well, um, uh, back in the house. Would you like to go in the front entrance or the back entrance again? Let's be safe and go back where we started. Great. So you work round and you travel back into Langford Manor through the kitchen door. Where are you guys headed? Rose's room. Yep. Rose's room. Great. Are you all going together? Or are you guys going to check stuff separately? Together. You head to Rose's room. Uh, can you guys tell me what it is that you're after? I mean, I think at this point, as far as Tobran is concerned, uh, just just rolling this room completely. Like, I'm not trying to be subtle. Yeah, I want to be very clear that um, Zongroff is holding up that magnifying glass basically every second now, <laughs> yeah. like some kind of Sherlock Holmes parody, because... <laughs> This Another optional point. customization is to just get it like fitted into a pair of really odd looking sunglasses. <gasps> like a That's monocle, true. just like a oh, crazy a monocle. monocle. That's a look. Um. Next next time. The, we're doing the roadie. We're doing a roadie like in Iron Man 2. Iron Man is like, <laughs> oh, next time. Um, Tor Brennan, is, would you like me to maybe accidentally break some things while I'm looking for stuff? Um, I think if some things got broken, then that would be a thing yeah. that had happened yes. and you know it might even make this look like a you know standard break-in um and kidnapping well yes there's that too Great. um go nuts isadora meredith has just knocked something off of a shelf <laughs> like a cat like a cat <laughs> just, yeah just expressionless just I'll, also yeah. collecting evidence i just like oh, let's yeah, not smash yeah, all yeah. the things because yeah, there might yeah. be like clues clues, clues are you know clues, clues. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah for the mystery everyone roll me perception check zongraf i need you to roll me a regular perception check and then oh. your magical perception check okay 16 for me what? um i rolled a natural two. Oh, so good, that's good. with w- wisdom perception intelligence perception um, yeah, yeah wisdom. so that is a um beefy um seven Beefy seven. Oh, beefy seven. Great. Tor Brennan? Uh, I'm guessing without background. Um, uh, 20. I mean, it's already, it's, it's already 21. 
So if I took a Blades of Valorous background, for example, that would, oh, that would take yeah. you to 26. Woof, 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 woof. Okay, which, and Isadora, what was that again? 16. 16, 7. What was that? Oh, you got two there, uh, Zongroff. What were they? Yeah, my normal one is 13, um, and my magic one is 21. Oh, nice. Meredith, you pick uh, up a vase and just smash it on the ground. You pick up another vase, you smash it on the ground. You are not paying any particular attention to the things that you are picking up and smashing on the ground. Uh, you finally pick up a medallion, you hold it up, Isadora catches your hand, and you both look at it together and you see that this medallion has the symbol that you've is seen Is it a line before. with a half moon? It is a half circle along a horizontal line. Like a sunset, like, like the sunset, sunset lanes. Interesting. No? <laughs> Am I, uh, is that... They just worship street topographer. Yeah. Um, and okay. you guys spot that together. Um, See, I knew that would look cool as a tattoo. That was in one of my visions. Oh, yeah. They're, they're probably evil. Ah, uh, yeah. Thank Zongruff, you. you look around. You can't spot anything overly major. You have a look through your spyglass, and you see that this has some sort of magical properties to it. Torbrennan, you open a cupboard and find a vault, like a little safe. I'm gonna um, say, you mm. just fully just stab it and open it with that fucking 25. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I, I think I, I, I pull one of my, I use the sword because it's too big and unwieldy. I'll, I'll take one of my throwing axes and just kind of yeah. jam it in under one of the hinges and just slam it with a fist and crack you this thing open. Hop that shit off. What you find in there is a Vasimagia, full of that same roiling spell energy. Found one of these. Um, looks occupied. Uh, does it look big? Is it any different from... Yeah, like, is it bigger than... Uh, it looks like the same size as the rest of them. Couldn't say mm. myself, but... Um, uh, Another one for you, Isadora. Uh, <laughs> very right. little Thank I can you. do with this. <laughs> um, oh, Beyond yeah, breakage. yeah, that's a very good point. Um, is there any any sort of magical check I can do to learn more about this particular Vasmagia? What would um, you like to learn? One Tell thing I would like, like to know, is it one person in here or multiple people? Uh, roll me a check. Um, not 19 plus 6 plus 3. What was that? Was that your spellcasting mod? Was yeah, spellcasting mod and yeah, student perfect. background. Perfect. Yep. Uh, you can deduce that you believe one uh, Vasimagia can only contain one person. The amount of energy able to be held in this size of Vasimagia can only hold a single person. Okay. I guess that was somebody special. Hmm. Something's been niggling at me. Uh, and I don't mean to bring things to a grinding halt. I don't know if we spoke about this. I, I may have done. Um, before we came to the city, we, uh, uh, that is to say the Blades, we suffered um, some losses. Um, it was a mission. Erin um, and I were considered too, little too green at that point to um, uh, join in. But long story short, um, we lost three um, Blades that day fighting a vampire coven um rose lost her wife gwen and we keep finding these things and i gesture to the basimagia 
powerful, powerful things. And I, I thought perhaps they were going to be used as a, some sort of destructive force, you know, to cause the destruction that, that we continue witnessing in, 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 in our visions. But something's just been sticking in my head since we met up at the, at the, the Tinker's Toil. And, and the young gnome mentioned Sael and Leo wanting some sort of clearance to perform time-based magic. I've known Rose more or less since I joined. It's obviously more to her than I realize, but I, I can't help but think she or this outside group of hers, I don't know, perhaps she intends to use the, the power of these souls to try to reverse Bring back her wife yes I'm trying to think of why she would do something like this and like I say I've, I've, I've known her a long time and it seems the only logical solution to me if you can use the word logic none of this makes any sense I think we need to finish our business here and have a talk with this sail fellow yeah Let's maybe hang on to uh, that order. Good idea. Take the medallion as well. Just yeah. Well, I suppose as we're here, we should probably look around Langford's stuff. Yeah. If there's an office. If there's a master bedroom. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Torbrennan, you would know that Moira spends a lot of her time in her study, and that is a place that only the senior members of the Blades are allowed. You are not. So that seems the most logical place to go. Lead the party there. I was just going to say, just thinking about the Dark Elf and the tea and everything. Um, your teacher, um, Isadora, who's involved with like plants and stuff, they're not a Dark Elf, are they? No, they're, um, no. they're a, a, an orc. Okay, sweet. Just wanted to rule that out. You arrive at... Uh, Moira Langford's study. You see a grand desk and a large fireplace as well as a sitting area. There's also a grand bookshelf. Uh, which of these places would I you I want like to go to through check? the desk drawers personally. Okay. Uh, what's um, everyone else looking I'd through? like to check up the chimney flume to see if there's anything hidden up there. Ooh. Okay, uh, that is very good. Uh, anyone else? What else we got? We mm-hmm. said something about a bookshelf. Bookshelf. Uh, there's also a seating area. Some of this is just flavor, but fair enough. Very good. Uh, I, I, the uh, if it's just the bookshelf left, then I'll I'll check that. Grab the bookshelf, and I presume Zongraf, uh, you are just. I'm standing there in the middle with my magnifying <laughs> glass pressed against my face, <laughs> trying to look at every corner because. May sound weird, but there is a reason I would like to see if there's any article of Moira's clothing left in the room. Okay. Uh, great. Okay. Everyone, please roll me. What are we doing? Perception? Yes, please. Perception hey. background. Not gonna take, I'm not going to take my background on this because Moira Langford's not a Blade of Valor, so I don't think it makes sense. That's fair. Uh, uh, but still a 19. I got a things 26. Are, things have flipped around <laughs> for me. Uh, 27 on the magic looking. And then from you, Isadora? 
21. We are rolling well today. You guys have rolled well at a good juncture. <laughs> what you got, room? What you hiding away? What you got? Something gonna jump out and fight us? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's just uh, there's. Oh it's my the god, bookshelf. the bookshelf. The <laughs> bookshelf is a minute. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that really fits with the tone mm-hmm. we've set so far. Yeah. <laughs> One of those smothering rugs. Tor Brennan, you kind of tear through different books. I'm being I'm being slightly more respectful in here than I was in the other room. Okay. Just because, like, Rose is, Rose is my deal. This is Isadora's mum. Like, uh, That's fair. I'm not just hacking a bookshelf apart with my sword. It's, uh, yeah. Uh, you are checking for secret passageways in yep. the bookshelf, as I believe Tor Brennan is wont to do. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, does not find one. So disappointed. Does he find secrets of the fang? <laughs> Unfortunately, oh, not in this manner. You pull out a notebook, and as you go through it, you find instructions on how to perform Tavin's same mind control ritual. Uh, you see in Rose the Swift's handwriting repeated attempts at documenting her attempts at influencing that mind control on Elias and it failing every time, saying that something, some aura um, that she believes to be an old uh, encounter he had with an elvish prophet uh, has made him immune to mind control. And that is where Rose begins to develop her plan to poison Elias. Uh, that you see that resolve. Unfortunately, that is all you find in that notebook. Strike me as odd at all that Moira has this book. I will come back to that. Yeah. Okay. Is a door. You are looking up the chimney. Is that right? Yes. You look and you don't see anything kind of overtly hidden in there, but you do go over to help Meredith at the desk. And as you are kind of going through things, you actually see a folder that has your name on it and it is just news clippings of everything you have ever done. There are photos of you as a child. There are photos of you from when you were discovered as the necromancer, and your name is circled repeatedly. There is a photo you find of your father, Moira Langford, and a small infant half-dark elf. Okay. Uh, guess she's been checking up on me. Uh, do I see any articles of clothing around that might belong to her? Uh, yes. What you find is a uh, jumper that she has clearly shed, a cardigan that she has shed and left on her chair. I'd like to sort of make sure that everyone's busy looking at other stuff and just go into a corner and just do the really sad sniff the clothes thing. Yep. Just to kind of see if I remember anything. You move into a corner and you breathe in the smell on those clothes and you smell at first perfume, a heavy perfume, but then you smell something familiar, something that stirs a memory in your very early mind. You were at most three years old when Felicity left. You have not seen her since. You forgot her face. 
but you remember this smell. Anything else um, for you? I think, yeah, once I've done that, I will sort of throw the jumper into a corner and put back on a business-like appearance and uh, go back to helping Meredith. Meredith, you find in the desk, buried under other papers, a birth certificate. Okay. There is a birth certificate labeled for Moira Langford. In the notes section, it says that Moira Langford was a stillborn child. Okay. Uh, and never uh, lived, so to speak. Uh, father uh, and mother uh, uh, names are listed. Uh, you know uh, from what Zongroff has told you, they are no longer living either. Zongroff, you find another of those medallions. With your magical sense, you find it. It is a medallion with the symbol of a line and then a half circle. I'll take this one too. Yes, please do. You hear as you place this one into your bag or satchel and it clanks off of the other one. You hear another clank, emanate. Clank, delay, clank. Emanating from that same place. Open my bag and stare in. Can I identify what that's from? You just see two uh, two medallions next to each other. Put my hand in the bag, have a feel. You grab both of them out. You hear the rustling, and suddenly, on a delay, out of each of them, that rustling comes back out. They're walkie-talkies. They are walkie-talkies. Oh, huh. I, I stuff them back in my bag and... Pad them down tight, because I don't know who else can listen It's interesting in. that they uh-huh. don't have them on them when they're both out today. I True. Mean, they might have others. Especially if they're going out to do the whole public mm. face thing. Mm. This doesn't do A big well. cult to... medallion stands out. Mm. Torbrennan is like having seen multiple of these of these um, these sort of amulet things now. Still like, like they're, they're, this is this is this is obviously the organization. You know, outside of the, or is this? An, I don't think this is an Elven Dominion thing. This is, this is outside of the Elven Dominion, right? This is the, this is whatever the organization that Rose has been working for. Yes. And their symbol is like a sunset. Sorry. Vampires. <laughs> 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 Which way round is the semicircle? Is it like is the semicircle sliced? Vertically or horizontally? You would be correct for assuming this could be interpreted. Okay, okay, as a cool. So it doesn't look like a big sexy D for the Church of Driswin. <laughs> no, it's definitely not a big sexy D for okay, the Church cool. of Driswin. That's a shame. I've I've planned out the Church of Driswin, priest. If you if you feel like swinging by there, I've got a voice prayer. <laughs> it's all good. That would be. Uh, oh man, it's just typical, typical, typical vampire. We have okay, but like no one will no one will know who we are if we just spell our names think, backwards. I don't think Rose would work with vampire, would she? At this point, I don't know if we know what Rose is trying to do. True. If she's willing to look, it's conjecture, and you know, maybe, maybe I'm a little horny for vampires. Fine. I mean, I get it. Aren't we all? <laughs> totally get Aren't it. Aren't we all? We've all read Secrets of the Fang, mate. No, not... See, I haven't. Not not in the way that you mean. Um, I, I, I want to kill uh, some. Um, uh, no, but I mean, if she's willing to... 
sacrifice this many lives, um, then I wouldn't she work with... Anyway, let's, it's probably not vampires. Everything's fine. Um, are we done? We researched the symbol, like, at the start. We didn't have as much information, but definitely, I feel as Adora checked this, like, religion books or something. I don't think I did. I've made up. I think you that's... checked, you just did a, okay. I think, a wisdom check or something yeah. when I asked you about it in the coffee shop. Yeah. And uh, I asked Lorenzo as well. Um, and I think that was it. Might be something for the Church of Rose Library to look at. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> oh, I'm not not sure about the Church of Rose right now. All right, have we turned this place over? You have sufficiently turned this I mean, place Isadora, over. Isadora, do you want me to, like, vandalize anything in here? Or? Uh, I think I'm okay at the moment, but it's good to know that this place is here in case yeah. we need to come back and do some, like, vandalism later. Yeah, like, even if we just, like, cut some holes in that jumper so she looks stupid next time she puts it on. Tor Brennan, to come back to what you said earlier, not to <laughs> cut the bit short, uh, but to cut the bit short, uh, to Renan, going back to what you said earlier, uh, by finding those two things, you can assume that Moira and Rose have been working very closely together. Yeah. So it would I mean, make sense kinda... if some of Rose's work would be here. That's fair, actually. Yeah. 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 Well, I'll, I'll just, I'll take the notebook that I found and kind of vaguely wave it at Songroff. My first piece of evidence. <laughs> I motioned to him to like take out the little evidence baggie <laughs> and nod. <laughs> oh yes, uh, hold on, and I'll, I'll I'll take it out of my police issue evidence bag belt. <laughs> I don't know. Good. Uh, and I'll I'll bag it up. Should we take the birth yeah, certificate sure. to give back there to Penny so she can put everything back in order in there? Just no, to, I, I yeah. think we take everything. Make life um, easier. Yeah, yeah. There's a real Maura Langford that yeah. was and deserves not to be scrubbed off the record. Where would you guys like to go now? Sial. Yeah. I'm gonna Sial. give Zongroff the folder full yeah. of me stuff and just say, in case this is helpful, I kind of feel weird holding on to this. I don't really... <laughs> so you've just given Zongroff like a fan folder of yourself? I don't know. <laughs> it's just in case in case uh, it's... Yeah, no, that's... I don't know. No, it it's helpful. Thank you. Um... You doing okay? Mm, debatable. I mean, that's that's a fair reaction, yeah. Shall we go talk to some yeah. crazy orb makers? Distraction is good. More answers, please. <clears throat> Let's go. Okay, so you guys exit Langford Manor undetected. As you walk past the front entrance, suddenly pff, springs to life a butler. Ah, uh, hello. Anything that I can do for you? And you realize that this is an illusion. Oh, sweet. Never existed. And Tor Brennan, I need you to make an intelligence check for me. I'm famously good at those. A four plus <laughs> two. <laughs> you can all intuit that this was a distraction for anyone who came knocking. And Tor Brennan, I'm not... I'm going to ignore that role. Uh, Tor Brennan, you realize... <laughs> Fuck it. You know Fuck you're it. rolling bad with a DM. Just like, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Take your you dice and no. shut up. I have, the, I have the rule. I can overrule yeah. the dice if I really want to. Uh, you realize <laughs> that... Um, you realize that the staff that you saw 
never existed. They were constructs of the mind control that had been put on you. That's a whole thing. Wow. I'll relay that just offhand as we're leaving. Yeah. You know, I'm pretty wow. sure this place never had any staff in the first like, place. I think they were all... Um, Explain mm. some of the dust, frankly. We could have got away yeah. with having mm. a party there, I reckon. Like, well, you know, if <laughs> an illusion is you are right. going to stop us. Well, if everything everything goes to plan yeah. and we live through the next couple of days, this place is going to be vacant. Oh, so, you know. I mean, yeah. I, I don't have anywhere place, to live. To be honest. So. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, before we seize property, shall we go and yes. stop <laughs> catastrophes? <laughs> I miss living in a big um, house. Yes, absolutely. So you head over to... Now, here's a question. Do you get Emma from Justice Hall before you head over? Yes, and I'm also... Uh, I'm tempted to drop off some of this precious stuff I'm carrying, yeah, but also... Absolutely. Yeah, you don't want to smash There's an evidence with lockers. a guy in that. Yeah. Yeah. What also, do you drop off? Um, I think the the orb we found in the safe. Do you still have the orb that you think contains pine silver? Pine silver. I was just saying, I think I probably do, actually. Um, to take every orb we got. But, okay, I'll, I'll bring all my evidence with me. It's fine. Okay, it's fine. Okay, you can drop off the, like, if you want to drop off the little walkie-talkie things you I can. am really careful yeah. with orbs if you want to well, let Those could be one. super useful. Those could be super useful. It's okay. It's fine. I'll keep all the evidence on me. Um, if I die, the mystery dies with me. So just remember that. Okay, let's go. Uh, you guys uh, head back to uh, Justice Hall and you knock on the door uh, where one of the guards directs you uh, that Emma DiMartino is staying. And she uh, opens the door. Hey, uh, is it time to uh, go? Uh, yeah, if you... Wouldn't mind um, yeah, uh, showing us to sale. No, uh, if it helps, um, you know, if it helps Leo and, and it helps Sayel in the long run, then that's, that's what I want to do. So you guys take off and head over to the Sunset Lanes. Emma adeptly directs you to the property where she knows Sayel is staying, hiding yeah. underground, quite literally. All right, we're um, we're here. This is um, I know this is a place that they're likely to to go. Um, I don't know if I know that Sayel is here. Um, I heard that Leo wasn't, but I don't know if that was a lie. But um, if Sayel says Leo's gone, then I trust Sayel. You want to try and make an introduction? Yeah, maybe. Um, you know, I'll let him know I'm here, but if it's you that wants to talk to him, I think he wants you to make your own introductions. If he knows I'm here, that'll help along a lot. But um, I think if he wants to talk to you, then he, he'll want to talk to you, that if you're leading the conversation. Yeah, um, I go and... What, is it knocking on a door or opening a manhole cover? What's you see a there? buzzer that Emma directs you to. Uh, press it. You press the buzzer. This place is dilapidated. There's literally no physical door. It is a vacant lot with a concrete structure. You press the buzzer. You hear like a buzzing inside, a working uh, components. And then suddenly you hear a little 
voice. State your business. Uh, hello, this is uh, Sergeant Grauschak. I- I'm with the Harbor Guard, but I... Uh, You're the cops? I'm the cops, but I- I'm just here to speak to you. I've, I've got uh, Miss DiMartino with us, and uh, she said you might be willing to talk. We're, we're trying to help find Leo. Uh, roll me a persuasion check, charisma. Nineteen... You said all the right things that whittled that DC all the way down to five. <laughs> hey. God, I, oh God, I was so... All right. All right. Hey, if you, you know, if this is what you're coming here for, then... Uh, yeah, all right. You can come in. You hear a series of buttons being pressed on the other side, and then a ramp opens and leads downwards. I guess we head on in? You guys walk down and you realize you are in a subterranean lab. This is Sayal and Leo's secret lab where they spent their time tinkering away. The ramp as you come down and lights illuminate, ding, 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 all around you. It's dark and red in here, even with the lights on. At the far end, looking at a series of screens that are projecting images of the surrounding property, you see a bird folk, dark like a raven. This is Sayal. So, cops want to find Leo, huh? And I'm supposed to Assume you want to help him. Yeah. You uh, might be aware that quite a few people have gone missing recently. Yeah, I know about it. It's, uh, I know that Leo's one of them. I'll tell you that much. We just want to find out who's doing this and stop them. And, uh, well, we think your, your expertise and what you know might, might help. You want to know about, uh, about the, the orbs, yeah? I want to know about the orbs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, Leo Leo just wanted to do something to distinguish himself from his family, you know? And uh, we built all this out of nothing. We're not rich, you know? Leo could have got money from his family, but he didn't. One day, we were approached by someone uh, claiming to represent... Some, I don't know, political figure. I don't know, some, some, some higher up, some big whip. I, I don't know who that was. They, they never told me. I never asked. I don't want to get involved in that. Um, but we, well, Leo and I, um, we made some machines for them. Eventually, of course, you, you never get into this stuff without it getting dangerous. And um, once we started getting asked to make things that actually hurt people Leo started to get cold feet and I won't lie I I wasn't too happy about it either that's not why I got into this the the person who approached you yeah a wood elf a woman that's the one dressed up in armor um like she was out in the wild or something like uh like your dwarfs vibe um but shinier no offense none taken these custom Vasimagia, how do they work? Well, you know, all life is energy. Uh, once you stop thinking about things in terms of, 
you know, the spiritual side of stuff, souls and the like being immutable. Once you get past all that, you reach a point where you realize it's all manipulatable. You know, it's all energy. You can store one type of energy, you can store another type of energy. You know, uh, I'm not a religious man. This is just, this is just science. I mean, magic science, but science, you know. Is, is it different? Is it, is there a reason you would need people energy as opposed to just spell energy? We didn't, um, we didn't intend for people to be put in here. That's not what we thought that this was for. Early on, I didn't ask. Like I say, when we found out that they were making stuff that actually wanted to hurt people, we started questioning that. But uh, what they're doing with it, your, your guess is as good as mine. Could be energy, could be something different to that. I don't know. Is it reversible? If you want me to tell you that I can get these people's souls back in their bodies, I I can't do that. I'm not a necromancer. In theory, the life is still in there. You can't separate the mind from the spirit, you know? Ever since I knew what they were doing, I've been trying some stuff out. You got anyone with you? I might. What have you been trying out? And I've been breaking them open, if that's what you want to know. Can, can you tell who's inside one? There's only one way to find out, I'm afraid to say. Now, uh, I know why you wouldn't trust this, but I want you to know what I'm doing. I'm trying to put this right. What I've led to, what Leo's led to, we, we, we want to put it right. Am I to understand that you're running tests on these Vasimagias, the ones with the people in them? That depends on what you mean by tests. I'm certainly doing something. Uh, it's mostly just theory until I have a person to, to, try and, to try and fix. They asked us to make a lot of things. These Vasimagia was just one. What else? Robot Club Bomb. The Robot Clock Bomb, yeah designed to do maximum damage, but teleport the machine to another location so so they could use it again. A reusable right. bomb. Interesting. There was some device from Time Magic. It channeled time through a single item. It could rapidly age or de-age something or maybe someone. I don't know what they want that for. Yeah, they took everything except for what I'm doing with these orbs. They they didn't know about that. Now, I'd like to hear a lot more about that, but first, the this time magic. Yeah. What, what do you mean, age or de-age? I don't know. If you used it on a person, you know, you maybe make them old or you make them young. You know, somebody who's... It's comical, it's kind of cartoonish, but uh, you go one way, you got a little baby, you go the other way, you got an old man. Uh, I don't know if they wanted to use that on people or on an object, but I don't know, maybe something's damaged or old or can't be used right. And this, this is something you could, uh, it's instant, you could turn a baby into an old man fast. 
It's not instant. You gotta wind to time through people. But like a few minutes, maybe? Not to be really dark, but like, is that something that might want to be done? This is not me necessarily asking Sayal, this is just me talking generally speaking. Is this something that might want to be done to Isadora to make her age and die so there could be another necromancer? Or like, age her backwards so that like, she can be manipulated easier when she's younger? Like, sorry to like throw that in because that's pretty like horrible and like I would never it's been a dark day if you used it on somebody you could make them very old and die very quickly or you could make them very young and powerless very quickly I don't know the limits of this I don't know if you can kill someone with this I don't know if you can unbirth someone with this I don't know what you could do with this but but I haven't tested it but I don't really want to, you know, but uh, if I were to give you my best guess, I don't think this thing has limits based on your biology. This is physics. It'll just wind time through you. I don't know what the limits are. So, sorry, who has this? You have this or they have it? They have this. They have it. Okay. They don't have all of it. Oh, this is good. I got a piece of it. I knew this kind of thing, it was too much. So I took out a bit and they, they don't know. This isn't their technology. They don't know, it'll just not work. And they won't know why. I knew they'd probably come for me when they found out, but uh, not if they can't find me. There was part of it that was the, it's like the time magic, but it's condensed into kind of a crystal. It's very difficult to do if I do say so myself, but I knew that without that, they couldn't run it. And if they couldn't run it, they couldn't do whatever they wanted to do with it. I was just trying to just put as many obstacles in their way as I could. You see Sayel shows it off to you for a second. Um, it is this kind of small crystal and inside it, you see kind of particles swirling. It is crystallized time magic. I'm sure you worked really hard on this, but, um... Would it just start just putting that out there? And I mean, feel free to say no, because, you know, just throwing out ideas around. But um, would you be up for maybe like destroying it? Because this machine sounds pretty vile and I feel like it would be pretty rough for anyone to get their hands on it. I'm guessing that you guys aren't um, aren't mages. I'm a musician. Any of you, are, you're a musician. That's something. Hey, that's something. And that's you're entitled to that. But. I'm guessing none of you know... Do any of you know spells? I know some spells. Hey, yeah. Yeah, you look like you know what you're talking about. Um, so if you... What type of magic you do? I look at Zongroff with a questioning look in my eyes as if to say, should I tell this person that I'm a necromancer? I'm gonna nod. I think this person's being relatively cooperative. I'm actually a, a necromancer. Really? You are the necromancer in town, Yeah. Huh? Wow. That must be a lot. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> let me ask you something. If you manage to compress a huge amount of, let's say, death energy or life energy down into a single crystal, would you want to destroy that? Hmm. Do you think that would be safe? Yeah, that sounds like that could go pretty badly wrong. And we're not just talking about energy here. If it turns into pure energy, the destruction would be immense. I don't know if the world 
could handle it. And if it turns purely into energy and not time energy, that's the lucky ending. If this explodes, time energy. I don't know what will happen. I don't think destroying it is a very good idea. Okay, cool. Just forget I asked. Um. No, uh, you know, <laughs> it's... Don't even worry yeah, about it. Yeah, that's a fair question. It's a fair question. I'd want to destroy it as yeah. well. I definitely thought about it. I do not trust this to not split the world in twain. Yeah. Okay, cool. Fair enough. Did uh, did you make walkie-talkies by any chance? Like medallion ones with a horizontal line and a semicircle on them? Mm. Nah, that's... No. no. Okay. That's not me. I can jailbreak a, a speaking stone like nobody's business, but walkie-talkies out medallions? That's not... Not your do thing. That. Okay. Not really. We heard something about a deal to make sure that time magic was no longer banned. Do you know anything about that? Yeah. It sounded like a nice idea. At the start, I know Leo was very into it. And it's outlawed for a reason. And I know that. But think of how many people you could help with it. Think of how many people whose lives you could save damage to things irrevocable that could be undone. I didn't think they'd be legalizing, you know, traveling back in time anytime soon, but there's applications for this. And I wasn't the, I wasn't the most jazzed on it, but Leo heard that maybe we could do something that had never been done before. And if we had that head start, because these guys were going to legalize it, then we could help people. We could build something, you know? All right. So the orbs. Yeah. What have you been working on? I've been working on a machine. I think I can access the life force in the orb without breaking the orb. And if you can do that, then maybe you can, I don't know, talk to them. Interesting. I don't think you can get them out. Definitely not how they were. But uh, if you trust me. You say you think you can. What are the odds that if I give you an orb, is this going to break? Is it going to... Do you want to know the odds that this machine can do something to bring them back? Or do you want to know the odds that if you don't use this, you can do anything to make this right? Because it's small. This is experimental stuff. We're talking about people who might already be dead. I think it is, I know it is the only option. Have you ever seen something come out of one of these? Yeah. And what happened to it? Uh, we fought it, and it disappeared into Sprinkles, a yeah. cloud of smoke. Glitter, sparkles, smoke. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have long before that will happen if you just crack one of these open. So if you know any anyone better to try something experimental than me, the person who helped make these, then you go to them. But I'm just trying to do the best I can. Songroff opens her satchel and looks in at the vasamagia that Pine is in and she puts her hand in the bag and picks the one that was in Rose's cupboard. Okay. Okay. Was, if you tried to use Pine Silver's, I'd have suggested <laughs> you use that one instead. I wanted Pine Silver's one. Very cool. Very cool. <laughs> you know who's in there? I don't. Do you trust them? No. I don't know. If we're going to be bringing people back from the dead, 
I would rather it be somebody you trust. I don't know what they can do with what I give them. If you're set on this one and it, you think it's your best option, I'll go with it. I mean, you knew Pine better than the rest of us, Songraf, so ultimately this decision is up to you. Um, what power, though? What are we... I don't... We're talking I'm not about risking Pine again. Let me tell you this. The chance that I will lose what is in the orb is small. It's not zero. It's not even less than ten. But it's small. At this stage, I kind of feel like we've lost Pine anyway. So is it really more of a risk to do this? I still don't understand what we're trying to, to do. You say we can we can. Yeah, speak like a bit more info about we your can... process would be really helpful to us, actually, I think. I have built a machine. Okay. If I put one of these orbs into it, it's kind of like necromancer, right? You're the necromancer. This isn't this isn't necromancy, but this is kind of the time energy equivalent of like a seance. Okay. Okay, so it's like a temporary communication situation. I don't know how temporary it is. It might be communication. It might give them some kind of corporeal form. In fact, I'm hoping that it will. It won't be their bodies, but I'm hoping it will give them a corporeal form. And if this is somebody that you don't even know who it is, I just want you to think carefully before you ask me to use what I have built. I have done enough damage. I trust you. I do. But Leo trusted the influence he was given, and it did not go well. Do we think there's a chance that it could be Leo in this orb? I mean, I don't know why he'd be locked away specifically, unless it's to bring him back and help with stuff at a later stage. Um, I mean, none of the people who we think have been orbed uh, are well, I don't bad know. people. I've never met them. They've been you missing. Don't know them. You don't know what their allegiances are. But, you know, they're not... We have no reason to particularly think that they're bad people. No, but we know Pine. And we know Pine is good. I mean, yeah, he goes on about his dad more than, like, the average person would enjoy. But um, he's a good guy. I'd be happy to see him again rather than some so random... What, we give him some, some half-life as a test? Yeah. Fuck it. At the end of the day, it's about trust. And it's not just about the trust between you. And I don't know. You said you found this in a cupboard. You don't know who's in there? Yeah, it was in the safe. It was locked away. Uh, if you want to bring back the person that you found in that safe, I just want you to tell me that you feel comfortable doing it. Yeah, and I mean, if you do that, I will sulk and write a song about it. But it's your call. I should tell you, I don't know how many times I can do this. It might not be infinite. This... This is a first go. It might be the last. Really, it really, 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 really is your call. I want to be. I want to make that very clear. Kids, what do we think? I mean, end of the day, I would rather risk this with Pine than some random. It might be weird for me to be saying this, but I am very wary of bringing anyone back at all. Because I know that when you start going down that path, it can go very bad. Uh, but... True. And is that what all these visions are about? And should we just leave it completely? Not bring any... I feel like Pine or no one at this point. Like, if, if like, messing about with bringing people back is bad, and that's why we're not bringing Pine back, then I don't want to bring some random person back. And another, another side to it is they were 
this isn't the natural order of things. They were taken before their time. They were taken with a strange new magic. And if there's something that we can do to fix it, then maybe we should. I'm, I'm really in two minds. I'm sorry, I can't be more help. You probably believe in another side, right? For people to go to? Yeah. I, I, I'd like to think so. Yeah, so this... This isn't that. And the sparkles? That ain't that either. These people aren't going anywhere. It's dust in the wind. What do you guys reckon? Let's make a call. One way or the other. I look into my satchel and I take out Pine's orb. And I say, I need your help one last time. And I hand it over. Sayal takes the orb and he places it into a grip, which closes around the orb and descends it into a machine. He begins pulling a lever, pulling another one, and the machine begins to But before it can continue the work, suddenly alarms start to go off, not in the machine, but around the lab. Sayel turns and looks on the monitor, and you all turn as well. Yeah, that's proximity alarm. You hear a wrenching, and suddenly the ramp falls, and descending into the pit, Club Brandish is Croc the Mighty. I can take him. Everyone, please roll me initiative. Whoa, fighting. Woo! Will our heroes be able to resurrect the dead? Yes. Can they even survive Croc the Mighty? Yes. Find out next time on Realms of Peril and Glory. We'll see you then. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, guys. Hey, guys, can you let me know where people can find you, starting with you, Laura? Um, yes, you can find me on social media with the handle at ByLauraGurling. And also my Etsy shop is ByLauraGurling.etsy.com. Fantastic. Thank you. Uh, Maddie, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Maddie underscore abstract. You can find a bunch of stuff that I've done at rustyquill.com. And you can also find my personal podcast stuff at snazzytapier.wordpress.com. Amazing. Liz, where are you? Um, I'm on social media at Liz X Campbell. That's Liz, the letter X, uh, Campbell. Uh, And uh, if you'd like to hear some more of my dulcet tones uh i do a little bit of voice acting on the podcast no space for heroes which is a sci-fi adventure series thank you very much and pip where are you look to my coming at first light on the fifth day at dawn look to the east and also in your podcast feed perhaps the orphans wooden overcoats uh victoriosity um and 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 such like uh pip is uh, never late he arrives precisely when he means to Incredible. And James, what have you got? Uh, you can find me uh, on Twitter at Bob Rosaphone, though you probably shouldn't. And you can also check out The Orphans, uh, which is Zach and my other um, podcast. It's uh, a lot of fun. Uh, it's a sort of sci-fi drama, a lot of heart. Um, uh, you just search The Orphans on your podcatcher of choice. And check out my uh, Christmas special. It's coming up. Uh, for Realms of Peril and Glory, it's You Awaken in a Strange Place, and it will be sort of the start of uh, a series of those, and that will be what will be replacing Vale. Um, I wouldn't say replacing. Well, I would. 
You can find me personally at ZachFG on Twitter. That's Z-A-C-K-F-G. And you can follow Realms Apparel and Glory on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at RealmsPod. Uh, the best way to support the show is to head over to patreon.com slash lightandtragic, uh, where you can get bonus episodes, exclusive games, production updates, uh, and a lot of really cool stuff that I know you're going to want to get your hands on. Uh, and you can check out the link in the show notes for uh, a link to our merch store, which has incredible new Veil merch launching alongside this release. So thank you very much, guys, and we'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Oh, bye. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.